Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today we've got special guest Akila Allen Silverstein joining us from Mandeville Private Client, a science grad turned financial planner who wanted to use her knowledge to help others in our community develop intergenerational wealth. Since financial conversations around tax systems, investment vehicles, and comfortable retirement weren't exactly happening to the extent they needed to. Her own brand, Silverstein Wealth, has adopted the mantra integrity, professionalism, and diligence. Akila is on the board of the East York Rotary Club, which supports various local and international charitable organizations year-round. She presently serves on the board of the Birthright Israel Foundation Canada Youth Leadership Council, and she is also a mentor to BIPOC high school and university students. She is the co-founder of the movement No Silence on Race, which is an open letter to the Jewish community that aims to garner signatures and statements of intent from Jewish organizations, committing to meaningful action to create a more inclusive, anti-racist, and equitable space, which not only accepts Jews of color, but celebrates their existence. And we're proud to call her a friend. What's What's good, good? Akila? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me today. So I want to just ask you right off the bat. Basically, since November, we saw the market rallying hard on news of vaccines and on the election being over. We also saw big jumps in sectors that Democrats are expected to favor, like renewable energy. So why the drop in growth we saw over the past couple of weeks? What's going on? Well, I mean, look, stocks move for a variety of reasons, right? And in a period of uncertainty like now, it's just prone to be even more sporadic. So, you know, we had some great vaccine news um, and, you know, it led to certain rallies in certain sectors. But then, you know, that's coupled with the news of more lockdowns and more, you know, spikes in cases, more deaths, more unemployment data. And I think a big thing is a realization that administering the vaccine on a global scale is, is no easy feat. So each of these factors kind of play into investor sentiment, right, and, and the decisions that they're going to make. And so every, you know, little news soundbite, it, it leads to reactionary buying and selling. So, you know, we start to see some drops um, as, you know, people maybe think, okay, well, the vaccines aren't rolling out fast enough. How long or how much longer is this going to go on for? And so that's really and truly what, what leads to, to certain drops. And it, it's just so important to just have a framework for investing. Mm-hmm. which really allows you to like judge an investment just based on its merit. And does it deserve to still be in your portfolio and have a long-term focus so you can ignore the noise a little bit <laughs> um, and at least allow it to not corrode the framework that you created and, and, and how you're going to create your portfolio. I love that you just spoke about merit, you know, because we've had some pretty big news this week <laughs> with, a company that, I mean, you know, I do a little bit of stock in and investing and, and it's not a company I would, I would choose to invest in based on its merit. I'd love to hear your take on what happened with GameStop this week. For sure. And then you're, you're right to, to, to pinpoint the word merit. Um, 
you know, the reason it was on many hedge funds or short sellers lists is because when they looked at the fundamentals, they looked at the industry that GameStop is in. And, and unfortunately, you know, again, things evolve, things change. And, and most people just, they download games now. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't think of a brick and mortar game store as being a, a business that, especially, you know, with COVID kind of accelerating, uh, you know, the, the death of retail, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, it, it was on their list as, as a as a short, uh, a position that they saw as going to continue to go down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during the pandemic, we've seen a huge increase in retail trading. Um, and, and you know, that that's good in certain respects that people are, you know, paying attention and wanting to see if they can invest and they can grow their money some other way. And, you know, I think everybody kind of knows, um, you know, uh, large groups of people on, on Reddit started buying GameStop and a couple other positions. And this started, you know, making the price go up, which for the people who bought the shorts means all of a sudden they need to cover those shorts. So yeah, I mean, once they had to cover those positions, they had to, you know, pretty much buy back the stock at a a higher price and that made the price of the stock go even higher and higher and higher. And it it was, (laughs) I think we've seen the, what happens from that. I mean, it, it just made, you know, stocks that nobody would, necessarily choose based on merit go through the roof um and all the short sellers lost that bet there's really no other way to sum that up i you know it's it's definitely created some waves i mean you know i think it was pretty much on every news channel every cycle that you know took over the internet in terms of memes um it's created an interesting conversation a really interesting conversation just around how the stock market functions and how it works when people invest contrary to what's been normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Following that conversation on merit, and as you said, Akila, having a framework, I saw CBC mm-hmm. recently say that investing in companies that can make good returns is the best way to recover financially from the pandemic, not GameStop. They pointed to banks in particular. Uh, yes. Why is that in your view? And what are some other value picks or industries you see in play this year? And what should people maybe stay away from? Sure. So, you know, I think it's always really important to aim for quality in a portfolio, quality over quantity. Um, you know, in Mandeville, that's, that's really kind of how we're taught, definitely with Michael Lee Chin as our you know chairman, is, is to think of portfolios and being concentrated in, in, in companies and in businesses that are wealth creating and have proven, you know, that with a track record. But in times of uncertainty, it's even, even more prudent to look at cash flows, right? Understand the revenue projections and, and look at them on a conservative basis. Look at the balance sheets. And, and do these companies even have access to capital? Because what we look at is, okay, how, how long is this crisis going to go on for? We really don't know. And we need to be really prudent in, can this company survive one year, two years, three years of reduced revenue? If you can't say that for certain, you know, you're, you're really taking a gamble. Um, the stay at home stocks, I mean, think of, you know, something like zoom, you know, it greatly benefited from the new normal, um, in the way we communicated. Think of companies like grocery delivery. I mean, I, I, I ordered groceries for the first time during the pandemic that were delivered. Um, even, uh, food delivery kits have really, you know, taken, taken a rise and just think of new industries that are kind of coming up. Um, I mean, you think of, okay, the democratic, you know, kind of party kind of getting their blue sweep and Biden and, and Kamala Harris being very, friendly to green and renewable energy. Um, That is amazing for that industry. And you think of, you know, all that comes with that electric vehicles, 
um, you know, new power and, and, and generation. And, and of course, so that kind of, you think of what falls on that. So while we're all going to pile into renewables and infrastructure and, and more disruptive and innovative technologies that have really, really got a chance to shine during the pandemic. If you think of realistically, you know, coal and oil and, you know, regular gas companies, um, it's, it's really hard to see who will say who will survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of buying. So a lot of the smaller names will probably get bought up by, by the larger names. Um, as they even try to transition and figure out, you know, do we keep going this way? Do, you know, they already have the infrastructure and the, the, the workforce. Do they even pivot into renewable energy? So it'll be a really interesting time um, moving forward to see, but you really have to be aware of, of how the changes are happening. And, you know, you really want companies always in strong long-term growth industries. So assessing what is the next strong long-term growth industries will be key. Um, and even, you know, healthcare, healthcare changes and healthcare innovation, um, that will be, you know, another industry I'd really look towards. Um, how are we changing the way we deliver healthcare? How are we changing the treatments? And that can, you know, obviously be better and, and improve on what we currently have. You're giving all of this advice and I would be intimidated to to buy my first stock just based on the amount of of, of knowledge that you seem to have. For those who may want to invest but are intimidated, what would you say to encourage them? <laughs> there's, there's no money to be made on the sidelines. Scared uh, money don't make no money. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and if in, with interest rates so low, right, it's really difficult to earn you know enough yield on any savings for you to really create wealth in the long term. You know, I, I caution that though. With no investment comes with zero risk. Even sitting in cash realistically is risky, right? Inflation is kind of eating away at your purchasing power. But I will also say that, you know, if you're sitting there and you don't know what to choose or how to choose, it's probably because, you know, you you have a different career and you're in something else. So you should probably reach out to a professional or an advisor or put together, you know, using one of some of the, you know, online possibly trading platforms that, kind of help you create, you know, uh, a diversified portfolio mm-hmm. um, and use that as a starting point, you know, really kind of use that as a starting point to have a basket of, of companies that can make sense, probably ETFs. Um, that would be realistically a starting point for a lot of people. And then as your needs change and like your, your situation becomes a bit more complicated where you really need not just asset allocation, but you need investment advice, but you need tax planning advice and you need estate planning advice. That's when, again, like you, you're now at a stage in your life where you children married, et cetera, where you, you do need a, a planner if you're really going to do well. Right. Um, but also, again, back to the framework, right? You, you use a framework to identify quality investment options. You're not trying to take on too much risk. So you want to be in different sectors. You want to be in different, different ge- geographic regions. Um, and you want to be in both public and private companies in your portfolio. That's not always the easiest because a lot of companies do not necessarily offer private options. Um, Amandaville, it's kind of one of our tenants and we do it because it's a level of diversification that can lower your overall risk. Um, it lowers definitely the volatility that you see in the markets because private investments are not traded day to day, right? So they don't go up and down that way. So if you're also looking for a little bit more stability, um, that's a really good option for you. And that's what I would say. Like it's, 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 it's about your future and you can't shy away from it. If you, you know, 
want to have a future where you build wealth or you, you know, achieve some different financial goals, buying a house, you know, paying for your child's college education. Like all those things require money <laughs> and <laughs> investing really helps with you achieving those goals. So. I mean, I think this this conversation is so timely. I mean, given what, what what has just happened this week, and I think lots of people are really looking into investing. So thank you so much, Akila. Although we just finished our first interview, we're looking forward to having you back already. Thank you so much for your time. And to our audience, you can find more from Akila on IG at silverstein.wealth or on LinkedIn. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Patience. Really happy to be here with you guys and to continue this conversation in the future. I'm just really important for everybody to just have the knowledge that they need and to, you know, be engaged, to be engaged and take control of their financial picture. That's all I want to see. Oh, and by the way, before she left, Akila had a final word on GameStop. Yeah, so I guess, you know, just again, in, in relation to the whole, you know, GameStop saga that kind of played out this week, I think, you know, as an advisor, well, you know, I know people bought in and, and participated for a variety of reasons, you know, socially, they want to be part of something and, you know, thought it was a neat idea. But I, I just I have to caution that, like, there's a huge difference between investing and speculating. And so, you know, if people are going into it to make money, like, just be careful, because when something's not based on fundamentals or, you know, the real value of a business and what it can do in the future, like it's, it's just based on emotion, sentiment and participation. And, you know, a lot of people could get burned pretty, pretty badly. Um, And so that's, that's just my thoughts right there on it. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We're releasing pods on a weekly basis. So subscribe to stay up to date. We now have our own Instagram page dedicated to the podcast. Follow us at The Drip Teal. Black people, we hope that you know that this is a safe space for you. So if you have any feedback or questions, feel free to slide in our DMs and let us know what's up. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Stephen Fissett, who graciously provided artwork for this podcast. If you like what you see, you can find him on Instagram at Scarborough Debutante. That's Scarborough, D-E-B-U-T-A-N-T-E for all your graphic design needs. See y'all next time. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.